Welcome to the Pacey Performance Podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Head of Strength and Conditioning at Leeds University, Ben Mays. Right, thanks for joining us on the first edition of the Pacey Performance Podcast. Uh, just give a little bit of introduction what's going to happen. Uh, every couple of weeks I'm going to um, have a little interview with someone hopefully from the world of sport. Um, the re- reason for it was with all the new grads coming out with sports science degrees, training conditioning degrees, that type of thing, sport and especially professional sport seems a million miles away. So it was just giving uh, guys a bit of a, an insight into what it takes to get there, what kind of stuff's involved in, in day-to-day running of it. Um, and the first person I'm going to speak to is Ben Mays, who's the uh, strength and conditioning coach for Leeds University. So welcome, Ben. Hello. Hi, you okay? I'm well, are you? Yeah, not too bad. Good, good. So just to get cracking, um, a little bit of background on yourself, how you got to where you are, um, you know, what, who you're working with, that type of thing. Uh, so I originally so I studied for an undergrad in sports science at Leeds Metropolitan. Um, about sort of into my second year, I sort of decided, you know, that strength and condition was something I was interested in and I wanted to pursue, but we didn't really, there wasn't really a lot of provision on my actual course for it, so I went away and did my... UCASA level one over a weekend and uh, got pretty lucky to be honest I came back to university and within about a month they were advertising for an intern um, and having just done my level one that sort of put me in a pretty good position really so I went for that um, uh, got that initially I was working with Tulare Wilson um, who's at Northumbria now but she left after a couple of months okay. um, and I worked with Brendan Chaplin for about three and a half years okay. um, so I did two years with my undergrad and then I stayed on and did a master's in sports therapy and uh, carried on interning at the same time um, did a bit of work with uh, the LTA um, working with rugby league a mixture of sort of individuals on tasks uh, quite a lot of mixed martial arts as well um, then after I graduated there I had a year where I was sort of doing bits and pieces um, I was doing some evenings at Casper Tigers with the academy cool. uh, I was doing some strength and conditioning for a um, mixed martial arts team called Leeds Cage and a few guys from a team called Team Quantum which is based over in Huddersfield um, got to the end of the year end of the season with Castleford and again got pretty lucky fell on my feet job got advertised at Leeds University um, went for that um, got the job and I've been there for the last year sort of about 18 20 months now um, sure. just into, into my second year um, really mixed who we work with so we work with anything from so we work with a number of teams sort of maybe once a week um, so for example water polo a few teams like that up to our sort of major sports which we work with sort of quite intensively mm-hmm. so that would be like for me that's women's hockey netball rugby union mm-hmm. uh, really work with them pretty intensely and then we have a pretty large sort of scholarship program sure. for uh, sort of talented individuals so and again that's a really wide variation so like just today I'm working with I've got a 100 metre runner in a spring kayaker a Paralympic skier 
So, like, really, right. really big variation very across broad. the chain. Very broad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, really wide. It's, it's good in a way, you know, it's a really good challenge. Like, you can literally, like, this evening I'm going to step from working with one-on-one with a, uh, a female horse rider who does equestrian, and then I'm going to step right in, I'm going to do a team session with a group of swimmers. Right. Yeah, it's really wide, really varied. Yeah, yeah. So with, with your internship with, obviously, Brendan Chaplin and the, the guys at Leeds, Matt, how did that kind of help you in the long run? Um, it was it was massively helpful. And, you know, you've got to have someone there who's sort of almost prepared to give you a chance, really. And yeah, that's yeah. what I got there. There was, there was also... Brendan was very new in the job there, so there was only two, two or three interns with him um, who've all pretty much gone on to full-time employment, really. Yeah. Um, it's really good. There are a couple couple of interns who are a bit older than myself as well, so it's always good to sort of... One had had sort of a career in professional cricket, um, who's at Yorkshire County Cricket now. Um, it's really useful to sort of have someone with a little bit more experience. And it's also always nice to sort of have a safety blanket, you know, at that sort of period in your life, in your career, you're, le- you're learning, you know, you'll make mistakes. I, I, I make mistakes and it's, it's nice to be in an internship, you know, you have that support, you know, when you do make mistakes, you know, it helps you learn from the process and you don't sort of damage your career or yeah. damage, you know, you have someone there to like, you know, it's okay to make mistakes at this time in your career. You know, now I'm at a time where, you know, I mean, I do still make mistakes, but, you know, I'm trying to cut that down. You know, they have more consequences. Yeah. But, you know, at the time, you're making mistakes all the time. It's good for the environment. Well, you know, that's okay, really. Mm. Cool. So, with, just with the amount of athletes that you work with, how do you kind of individualise your training? Yeah, obviously, in the gym and out and about on the, on the training pitch. Um, what, so, you come in scholars is highly individual um based on whatever their sport is, whatever they need. So their, their programmes are totally individual. Yeah. Um, on some of our larger programmes, so for instance, our rugby programme, we do, we do go position specific, same with netball. Um, mm. And then into our sort of, I'm not going to call them lower down programmes, but programmes we maybe have less input with, yeah. who are sort of more developmental. Um the programs are different between sports, but within the sport, they're fairly generic. Okay. The, the way I look at it is, a lot of those guys in those sort of sports, they, they just need to get, they just need to move better, mm. get a little bit of strength through, sort of get that mobility through, which is a pretty generic. You know, you're really underpinning. There aren't many really, really high-level athletes in there who sort of mm. need yeah. an individualised or a periodised program. It's really about can you squat, can you lunge, mm. can you deadlift. Mm. You know, can you pull? Can you push? Yeah, yeah. Like, have you got all those sort of? Have you got a good hip hinge? Mm. All of those things, really, for us. You know, and just developing that, and that's a fairly generic qualities across all our sports, really. Mm. You know, if you can do all of them well, then and you're injury free, then we're doing something right, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, so when? On, yeah, go on. Sorry, mate. No, it's okay. Go on. But when? So when they come to you, especially them ones that are kind of what you say that maybe lower down groups do they yeah. when they come to you do they have them kind of basic skills or are they kind of really raw uh, a lot of them no okay a, a lot I mean this is across all our sports a lot of yeah. 
you know, we take them at 18. Yeah. A lot of them will have never been exposed to strength and conditioning in their life. Yeah. Um, the guys who have, who have tend to be our scholars. Okay. Uh, the guys stepping in. So some of the rugby guys who are stepping in at first team level will mm. have probably been through academies, etc. And they will have had some exposure. But, you know, when you're talking to your sort of netball team, unless they've been in an NTL academy, mm. you know, when they've been with a Super League club, they're, they're probably never, you know, they're just going to have played at school yeah. or played county, regional, whatever, but they'll have, they won't have had that exposure to strength and conditioning. So a lot of it is like real basics, like mm. teaching them how to squat, teaching yeah. them how to lunge, you know, and that could take a year or two yeah. um, just to get those sort of, those sort of movement qualities through. Mm. So uh, no... Yeah, no, we don't. We really, really do start absolute basics, basics. with them. Yeah, cool. Uh, and I know I've spoken to you before about some of your lads being um, like semi-professional as well, especially some of the rugby lads. How yeah. do you, how do you kind of work that between your sessions on a Monday afternoon and then training Monday night in Rotherham or Doncaster or something? Uh, we tend to. Um, actually sort of oh, we just support them really okay. um, most of them anyway unless they come unless they come to us a few of them come to us and are like look can you can you take care of our sort of strength and conditioning yeah but if not if, if they've sort of got that covered at their club because you know their their club some of them will have full time strength and conditioning coaches at the club and can offer them a more individual service yeah. and frankly it just it takes a bit of a load off us you know if that's yeah. one less player we have to programme for yeah, I'm happy that they're getting a good quality service at the club they're at and mm. um, then we tend to just support them in terms of you know for some of them it's not they're not going to go to Doncaster or Rotherham or wherever just to do a gym session Yeah. so it's more about just delivering their the programme they've been set within our facility really mm. uh, and just being flexible on that and we just coach them through whatever that whatever it is they happen to be doing Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then just, just in terms of just we just keep contact yeah. to contact their coaches you know if we've got we like sometimes I do have questions you know all coaches seem to write things slightly different and you're like mm, mm. what is, is what is that is, is that what I'm thinking so yeah, we, yeah. we have contact with the coaches but mm. and it's the same with a number of our netballers we're sort of super league netballers we just we just let them come into the facility and we coach them through and we just deliver to them mm. so the, these kind of the, the netball girls and the rugby lads in their respective clubs some professional clubs they have a uh, a strength conditioning coach already kind of in place. So I just say that again, Rob. In the in the respective clubs, from the you know rugby league guys and the netball girls, they already have a strength and conditioning coach in the club that you kind of liaise with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, especially rugby clubs. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're professional rugby clubs. You know, obviously, strength and conditioning is. Uh, like a pretty valued part of that really yeah, so we, yeah, yeah. we just tend to liaise with them and say same on the netball side um the netball uh my, 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 my old mentor brandon looks after them so mm. uh it's quite an easy easy relationship to manage really oh, okay cool and with obviously university students living away from home uh for however many months of the year eight months of the year what kind of care do you give them kind of wraparound care for you know an 18 year old who's never been away from home before do you uh, give any special you know do anything differently you would kind of in a professional environment yeah abs- absolutely I think 
it's, it's one of those things that I, I didn't realise when I came into this job, mm. particularly, that there is a huge pastoral care element to what we do. Yeah. Um, and that, that's massively that's massively important. You know, if they're not in the right place for mentally in the right place for those sort of reasons, then, you know, that's that's going to affect them. And not just, you know, the, there is an absolute emphasis, you know, we are a very academic university and, you know, they are ultimately here to get a degree first, mm. you know, and, and that's another part we need to support them in doing that as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, as much as I'd like them to just train all day, <laughs> um, you know, we have to support them through that as well. Um, I, I think it really, it really depends on the characters, um, you know, we, we are, as a team, you know, all my athletes know I am, as much as it annoys me sometimes, at 10 o'clock on a Saturday, um, I am always available, you know, for anything. You know, if guys have problems, like, I have no problem with them coming to me, and, you know, I might not have the answer, and I usually don't, but, you know, I'm happy to always listen. Yeah, yeah. Um, another part with our scholars is we, we have a, so I'm one myself, um, so we have about 30 scholars, and they all get assigned an athlete lifestyle coordinator. Okay. Which is, uh, so part of that role is so we help them, you know, those guys who are more involved in sport, you know, have more time commitments towards it. We help them in terms of managing their academic and their sporting commitments, really, and trying to strike that balance. Mm. So, for example, we had an, um, one of the girls that I'm lifestyle coordinator for. She was away on tour during her exams in January. She was a netballer. She was away on tour with England, mm. um, and she was going to miss her exams. So we spoke to the tutor, said, you know, this is this is the deal, you know, she's away representing England, you know, it's a big deal, basically. Mm. Can can we move the exams? Can we slide her exams a few weeks earlier? Mm. You know, she'll sit them on her own and they said yes. Right. You know, sort of stuff like that that we can support them with. Mm. Um, guys who are guys and girls who are out at other clubs, you know, managing that relationship. Sometimes the clubs aren't always as appreciative of the fact, you know, they've got a degree to do. Yeah. And, you know, want them to be at the club five days a week full time. Sometimes we just negotiate. You know, well, he's got X, Y, and Z. He's got a deadline coming up. Can he maybe just miss like, you know, Thursday training or whatever? Can you just have a day off yeah. where he doesn't have to travel to the club to do it? You know, mm-hmm. make sure he does his weights here. You know, and things like that. Just managing that. Yeah. Uh, Good. It is a big part when they come at eighteen. You know, it's about we are, we're, we are we try to be. You know, we don't want to scare anyone off. You know, for me, it's better to have someone in your program and take a little bit, not a slack attitude with them, but, you know, give them a little bit more leeway to get them in the program and to build that relationship with them. Yeah. And to build a relationship with a, with an athlete, it's better, you know, that's potentially going to last three, four years mm. than to, to scare them out the door, early doors. Yeah, yeah. So just in a, in a kind of shorter term um, aspect, when the, when the guys leave for a month at Christmas... And they leave for three months in the summer, but are ready to, are going to return. How do you kind of gauge that? Do you are they sent away with something to do? Because obviously they're going to different parts of the country. Um, very, very sort of realistic. Um, you know, you can send them away with a four-day-a-week program. <laughs> and I know full well that my hockey girls are not going to do four days a week and they're not going to go into the gym and back squat. Yeah. You know, load a bar up and squat. They're just not going to do it. I know it. They know it. Yeah. And we're all kidding ourselves if we think <laughs> sending them away with that is going to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's pretty realistic. I all, they all get sent away with something, but it tends to be very... Re- so over Christmas, we sent the hockey girls away with one gym, 
one body weight gym session mm. so it was primarily movement based and it was something that they could do at home as well okay. so it was a lunging squatting core based sort of circuit and mm. a single weight um, type session and we also send them away with a couple of conditioning sessions mm. um, both of the teams we use a system called uh, maximal aerobic speed yeah. and MAS training so we use that with most of our, our guys so we'll send them away with that and they'll have They'll have a couple of sessions a week on that, so they end up sort of having two, three sessions a week. But I normally place an expectation that you do one gym, like so, one strength mobility session, and you do mm. one conditioning session a week over Christmas. Right. Um, and then we send them away with some extra sessions as well. So they'll have a core session that they've got to do, and then we'll send them away with a couple of extra strength and a couple of extra conditioning sessions. And if they do it, great. But if they don't, you know they've still sort of fulfilled the sort of core requirements that we want. Yeah. You know, most of them, not all still, you know, but most of them, I think, probably do the one session a week, mm. the one strength and the one conditioning. And then you'll have a few will go above and beyond and we'll do the extras. Yeah, yeah. So with regards to your conditioning, that's how you kind of individualise it with your team, my Boucher stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think short of using, you know, in in a, in a sort of program like ours, you know, we've not got access to GPS. Mm. You know, that really, that for me, that really is the next best system. Yeah, yeah. And um, we don't exclusively use the MAS for our condition. You know, we do we for our sort of contact sports. We use wrestling. We mm. do still do small sided games. We use all of that. But yeah. I would say that underpinning conditioning is is that MAS. Yeah, just because it provide gives us that way of sort of you know doing sort of mass sessions basically but still having that individualised and you know still getting a consistent training effect off yeah, in the session cool cool so just with going back to right at the start when you say you've got so many different guys coming in from different sports what's yeah. the kind of process you go through with regards to saying swimmers that's what they need hockey players that's what they need and just going through the different sports what's the kind of process you go through Sorry, just say that again, Rocky broke up. Sorry, mate. What's the, what's the process you go through with regards to um, what different sports need? Okay. Um, what, sort of more in terms of like a needs analysis? Yeah, what's the kind of process you go through? Uh, I, I think, you know, there, there, there are some sports that you, you will have, like I'm a big believer in sort of that balance between like evidence-based practice and practice-based evidence. Okay. You, know, you, you need both in your program. Nice. Um, there are, obviously coming here already, there are some sports I'm, I'm more familiar with than others. Mm. Um, but in terms of those sports, I don't necessarily know a lot about. Um, like I, I've never really worked with swimmers before until I came here. Yeah. Um, and then there are some like... Um, Sort of Paralympic skiing, things like that. You know, I've never, mm. I've never worked with a yeah. Paralympic skier before. Yeah. Um, I think part of it is, you know, you've got to get out there and read, see what's mm. out there, um, get reading your journals if it's a sport you're unfamiliar with, mm. and then sort of going through your list of contacts. Really, mm. like who, who do you have that works with? You know, do you know? Do I know? I know a swimming, an SSC coach who works in swimming. So you know, I'm going to get in touch with him. What do you do? How do you operate your program? Yeah. Um, what can we What can we take from that that's going to be useful for our guys? Mm. Um, and say same, you know, in terms of you know, I know I know an SSC coach who works in skiing, so you know, I'm going 
even though he works in able-bodied skiing, I'm still going to ask him, you know, what are your underlying principles? Mm. You know, where should it be going? Where should it look? So I think that's your first point of contact, really, is, you know, do I know it? Do I know anyone in my contacts, yeah. in my network, that, you know, has experience in that sport? And then after that, you just got to get reading mm. and then sort of see see what works as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, some stuff just through the level of athlete you're working with, you know, some of the stuff we went in with swimmers was actually probably too developmental, right. like a lot of them lift already, and right. um, sort of strong individuals. Um, and then up the other end, you know, some stuff just didn't work because the facility, space in the facility, the kit we had, mm. you know, you've just got to strike that balance as well. So, you yeah, know, it's yeah. a bit of a thing act. And then, yeah, getting that balance between sort of my personal experience of, you know, what works for me, and then against that sort of, that, that evidence, you know, that evidence we're working off, sort of journal-based. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, especially in strength and conditioning, obviously, and in other industries as well, it's kind of using your contacts and having a network around you that you yeah. can kind of call upon. What, is it, are the guys that you know just who you've come across, or do you purposely go out to kind of get to know people? Uh, I think... More recently, I've, I've probably got as a as a young SSC coach at sort of twenty twenty one. Yeah. I had found the whole the whole thing pretty intimidating to yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah. You know, going to the UKSCA conference and you know there's there's some pretty like pretty big dogs there really. Mm. It's, it's quite intimidating to be you know to be to, you know to walk up to sort of a Duncan French yeah, and be like yeah. Duncan, I, I'm Ben, I'm twenty, I'm not accredited yet. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's quite. An, yeah, so not that not that Duncan wouldn't be absolutely fine with that. Yeah. And all of those guys are, you know, they're actually very approachable. You know, it's still intimidating at that age. Yeah. So I think yeah. at that sort of moment, that moment in time, a lot of my contacts are guys that you know were interning at a sort of similar time to me, mm. and have sort of moved, then moved on into, you know, at the same time as me, have sort of moved on into full time jobs. Mm. And then there's sort of a few guys, there's a few sort of more American based guys who. Mm. You know, I, I'm a fan of, for whatever reason, um, who I, I sort of reach out to. I've reached out more recently to via email. Okay. Um, so there's a guy called Donald Boucher, who's at the Citadel. Okay. Who I sort of, nothing nothing major, just exchanged a few emails, you know, asked his advice on a couple of things. Mm. Um, um, a guy called Anthony Donskoff as well, who, again... Just email, not very often, but you know, maybe once every six months, just drop an email if I've got a question. Yeah. You know, you know, you've got someone there to answer that. So, but a few guys like that who I've, I've reached out more with. Mm. Um, I have to say, I've got better the last couple of years at this sort of at conferences and stuff like that. You know, I think it's just yeah, once you've got your own sort of own position and your own identity, really, mm. that, that helps. You know, that that always gives confident. you a talking point. Yeah. Um, that always gives you a talking point to sort of start that relationship with with sort of different SSE coaches, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. I still, I entirely hold my hands up. It's not an area that I'm good at. I find it really hard. But you know, sometimes you just you just got to try and do your best, really, and just go with it. And if you just if you just avoid the situation, then you know you're not going to make it, really. You yeah. know, you're not any contacts by not speaking to anyone. So you I, know. I agree. So then these guys who you've got in touch with, especially American guys have been forthcoming in replying to your emails and getting back to you on... Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a 
few who, who don't necessarily apply, you know, we're all busy, I'll totally hold my hands up, I get people in, sometimes email me, I don't, I don't always get around to replying, yeah. um, I always try, I usually do, but you know, not all the time, yeah, and they're exactly the same, you know, I'm appreciative of that, but you know, if you've got a question, the worst thing you can do is email it to someone, you know, if you don't get a reply, you've not yeah. lost anything, yeah, definitely. Um, the majority of them are, are really good, mm. um, Donald Bechet especially is sort of first class, you know, I sent him a, sent him an email and he sent me a, an essay back, basically, right. you know, covered everything I'd asked him, yeah. which, you know, that's, that's really good, yeah. you know, it's always nice to know, you know, that someone, you know, someone's sort of helping you out, you know, considering, you know, what you, you know, helping you out with whatever you've got going on. Mm. Very good. Well, I think that's about it, because I think uh, iTunes might uh, have a bit of a... Uh, a, a, a maximum amount of time that I can have on the on the uh, podcast. So I think that might be it. But um, we'll wrap up. And thanks very much for this. Appreciate yeah, that. No, um, a lot of good stuff. Um, so yeah, thank you very much, and I'll uh, I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, no worries. I'll catch you soon, mate. Thanks, mate. See you later. Great, no worries. Bye, bye. Bye.